Welcome back to another episode of Murphy's Roll. It's your favorite crew with Reaper. Nian. Bonga Strovar Earthquake the Juggernaut, bitch. Bitch. And today we're going to talk about our next... Well, the most last <laughs> Game session. Yeah. And this is the one we started, then kind of Cabin Fever, and it's like, let's put this on hold. Like, initially, there's just some role play between... Reaper as the DM, uh, playing Naraya and a couple of the other NPCs, and Aki is going around town, so is Shaw. They see a couple hooded figures. They they got a little emblem that we're all familiar with. So Shaw decides he's going to talk to them, try to get some information, be helpful, yada, yada, yada. Boring bullshit. Aki, her reaction was like, I'm going to rob these motherfuckers. She tried pickpocketing, didn't really succeed very well. They're like, what are you doing? And she backs off and was going to try it again. Shaw helps out his people, take him to the edge of town where there's a few more. They're talking. Then he comes back and he's like, guys, guys. It's the vampires. They're here. And that's when they went get Birthbringer. He's mid-stroke and going, ah, nah, fam. Let's do it. Yep, it's time to hunt some motherfucking vampires, bitch. Yeah, then we kind of all gather near the entrance where they were, and Shaw's just talking to them, looks at a biscuit who's just staring them down and just points at him, eyes on you, bitch, then just flips it, Shaw off, and he's like, what the fuck is his problem? No, he was talking to the guard, actually, and that's when Abyssrip just gave him the bird. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> the It proceeds, like, they try to, like, follow the... the people that are the connection to the vampire. And at one point, the group that Shaw was leading through town and whatnot, they, they booked it. They're like, okay, this shit's too suspicious. We're leaving. And the group was like, shit, they ran away. Well, I mean, there's still two more, right? So, because <laughs> the group that Aki pointed, uh, the, the, the group that Aki ran into, she just pointed them in a direction and sent them on their way. Again, tried to rob them, but failed and didn't and left them alone. So the party posted up near the exit of town. And they're just waiting for these two to come through. Now, whose bright idea was to stand on a wall? It was mine. Look, okay, I had the eyes of the eagle thing, magic item. And so I decided, look, I'm going to wait on top of this building. If I'm on top of this building and I'm so tall, I should be able to see these guys like a mile away. And so when I see them, what we'll do is the idea was to incapacitate them and like torture them, <laughs> essentially, hold the hostage to get information. Uh, that was the initial plan. And then, when I did finally see them, total whiffs. Total misses. You know, I should have had Aki give me a bardic inspiration. Like, <laughs> before all that, we need to use those more. <laughs> Especially for side things. They don't have to be just in combat. 
You can use them out, outside of combat. I should have totally had her give me a bardic inspiration beforehand because, yeah, I completely a shot at one of them, completely just whiffed by his head, shot at the other one, hit at the feet. Everybody starts freaking out in town. People are running, screaming, hollering bloody murder. Uh, at least your role wasn't as bad as mine. I was right behind them. Like, they walked past, and I just turned, following them, stacked like I was going in the same direction. We just, everybody turned and ran. Biscrip, they passed the Biscrip. He runs up full speed. Come with me if you want to live type thing. Nat one with a nine charisma. That was actually a zero, and it's just like, the fuck? I turn around one corner. They went around the other, turn around, just looking around. John Travolta, like, where is everybody? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to lead you to safety. And you turn around, and they're not there because they're like, yeah, yeah, go, go, go lead. We'll follow you. And then you went left, and they went right. <laughs> and eventually, it just came down to the point that you all couldn't find them. So you're just like, shit. <laughs> yeah, we had, but we still had the general information from the kid, so... We end up going out and looking for it. And we actually found it. Spent some time searching for the secret entrance. Kind of scared to go down there, but we eventually do. Make our way through. First thing Kai's doing, he's not looking for bodies. He's looking for loot. Let's be honest. That's what he was really looking for. Uh, You guys kind of skipped something on the way there, right? Oh, yeah. That fight just went so quick. Maybe not for Dio. He did get stunned a couple times. That was also the same fight I almost killed him, wasn't it? I think so. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that fight on the caravan. I was sitting there hanging back. Yeah, we're like, okay, there's something in there. These hellhounds. And Abyss Grip is like, on edge, because he's like, fuck these demon things. Then we're just waiting between the grass they're hiding in and the caravan, just Dio and Abyss Grip out there. They come running. We use our reaction, damage one pretty quickly. So there's two on Dio, one on Abyss Grip. The one on Abyss Grip hits him. He fails the con save. He is now confused based off of the poison. So I was like, okay. And that's when Dio got stunned. So I'm like, okay, I have to attack. Evens the dog, odds Dio, roll, odds, sorry Dio. Hit him for almost max crit damage. You know, thinking about that, like, you were definitely not the best person to hit him, but it's definitely not the worst person to hit him. Because yeah. if, yeah, if I had the death lance out and hit him with crit, he probably would have died. <laughs> he more than likely definitely would have died. He didn't. I didn't have the ability to activate my right, so that was slightly less damage to him. Then I was like, fuck it, I'm going for another attack. 50 chance to hit this dog. Again, said Dio. And again, almost max damage on a crit hit. Bruh. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so they <laughs> almost kill each other. What were actually? What were you guys fighting again? They were 
kind of like demon-like dogs oh, with the tails. It, yes, it was actually it was a single enemy. Then I'm thinking of the fight later when, because there was three of them that we end up. Yeah, because then we fought began with the S. It was a like sharp shoot. It was a began with the S. It was a dog that began with the S. It was like a shriek shoot or something like that. Oh yeah, but Dio did get stunned there. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that's that's the fight. You only fought one of those. I think it was on the return trip is when you fought the three random things. It is. I started to look at my notes for later on, and that's we got a little ahead of ourselves with the combat. But that was the exciting combat. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, was it exciting! Because again, like you almost downed the barbarian who didn't get a chance to rage yet, though. Yeah. But the dog thing did stun him. Got a good few hits on him. Ah, Shashuva. Shashuva, yes. I'm that bitch. <laughs> yeah, then we get to the vampire's lair, sneak through the underground passage, come up. Kai's searching, going loot, loot, loot. These paintings, these statues. Goes into another room. All these books. I'm getting me a chair or a desk and replacing with these books. And the next room we went into, there was there once? No. No. It was just empty. I had a schedule and I looked like for a school. It was a free day. Then we continued through and Kai hears a couple of students just sitting in a little small circle just talking. God, these poor kids. And yes, you heard that right. Students. <laughs> and children. Well, I mean, look, you call 17, 16, 17, 18 year olds children. We don't know if they were that old. We eventually found out they were Out of old. game, you found out that. You found out how old they were. True. Uh, look, the team, with the way teenagers look, you see, have you seen Daniel Bergogi or the whoa, whoa, bad whoa, bar? Whoa. <laughs> Do I need to get Chris in here? <laughs> I know he got caught by his own sting, but he may need to be here. FBI! <laughs> Shit, I'm not going back! <laughs> so then Kai comes back. He's like, okay, do we have a silent spell? And the Biscrip is like, please say we're not going to do what we're they're talking about. I, have, I don't want no part of this. We drop a silent spell in that room. A Biscuit rushes forward to keep watch while Birthbringer, Kai, and Dio take care of these kids. Just full on, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie and Mac beating down children. It wasn't that, it wasn't that bad. It was more like they just subdued them and kept them against the table. You know, one arm headlock, you know, situation thing. I'm still going with the, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You know, we could have done that, and the silence, too, so we could have just threw them around, so it was like, you put the video on mute. Yeah, like, it just makes it funnier in my mind if it went that way. Kai wrote down, no, wasn't it like, be quiet or die? Yeah. I'm surprised it worked this time. The last time... Well, I mean, at this point in time, Kai had a knife to, you know, one of their throats, but the last time he woke up a girl in her sleep and hand over the mouth and 
Yeah. He wasn't a knife on her. Yeah, he, he didn't have a knife on her. <laughs> and she didn't have her buddies, you know, one of them being like bear hugged, choked by Goliath, <laughs> and the other one being held down by a barbarian. <laughs> yeah, then we eventually get some information out of them, tie them up, and just leave them in a room. Take their wands. I mean, we put them to sleep. I straight up, you know, I, I just grabbed them in a headlock and just stood up fully. <laughs> Rear naked choke. Let the kid hang itself. That yeah. sounds really grim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we tied them up, secured them with pistons so they couldn't try to wiggle out, took their wands. Then ran into a room with some magical locks and just started to piss Kai off because he didn't realize it was magical locks at first. And he was rolling low, too. He's just a fucking lock and snap. First bring her mending. Try this shit again and snap. And then Shaw just like dispel magic. They found uh, quite a bit of wands in one of those rooms. Didn't I break in one of those doors? Or was later? I feel like we tried it. That was later. Okay. <laughs> but we end up getting in. They steal the wands. Don't tell anybody. Then Kai poked his head out the front door, right? And looked around at the kids before we went up. Yeah. Well, okay. So what it was, was after you guys ran into the cafeteria, beat down the kids, and you went exploring, you find, essentially, you found a couple more classroom-type looking rooms. And then you come across what appeared to be a kind of training area. Like, you know, there were test, there were dummies on one side or d- dummies, golems, whatever. Like, they were, they were, they were inactive. They weren't moving. It looks like, you know, it was like a test, a, a testing range, essentially. Spellcasting range. So, you guys did crack open the locked, che- uh, the locked, um, chest it's not it's not really a chest it's more of a, like a kind of a display and you stole seven special wands that i've yet to tell you what they are and do i know what they do i just haven't told you what they do and then you just like you're kind of wandering around like where the fuck is everybody we've I mean, we passed three people so far and this place is huge like there should be like this this, these hallways should be bustling. What the hell is going on? And yes, um, Kai does take a peek out the window real quick, and he sees a bunch of people out in the yard. And the way the manor is built, it's got a lot of uh, seal, like uh, it's got a lot of ceiling, like un- like outdoor ceiling. Yeah, what's the what's the word? Um, With covering. Um... Yeah, like when you like when you have a carport. What's it called? Like a gazebo type thing? Yeah, okay. We'll call it a gazebo. Like, the entire manor is like, it's like a gazebo. I know exactly what word you're looking for, and I just can't think of it myself. Yeah, like, gazebo is the closest thing I can think of to what you're... I I feel like I know exactly what word he's talking about. It's like, so there's the manor, and then, like, there's, like, a seal, like, like, it's a, like, it's a ceiling kind of built out of the fucking first, second floor. So it covers sunlight, even though um, you know, they have a few kind of skylights in, in that area. Kai doesn't see the person who I was hoping he'd see. So 
the party proceeds to go upstairs. And when they go upstairs, they find a, a nice big door. And you're all just like, all right, we're going in, we're going in. Well, that's where Kai was trying to pick the locks and finally broke his lock pick beyond repair for mending. Yes, because didn't he roll like a nat one on that door? Not a nat one. He rolled pretty fucking low, though. Uh, multiple times in a row. Well, I think I want to say he rolled a nat one on that one. I want to say he rolled a nat one when he tried to pick it with that last time. What it was is he broke the uh, he broke the lock pick in the lock. Yeah. And that's when you had to kick open the door. Yeah, but I was like, all right, fuck it. Boom! <laughs> and so Barthbringer kicks open the door. And in this room are four teachers. Or four older I thought people. it was three. No, there were four. Oh, all I remember, there was a Mexican standoff there. There was a Mexican standoff because as soon as you kick in the door, you know, some of you had your weapons drawn already. Like, the four of them, they just went, boom! They, like, they stood up from their chairs from wherever they were and they pointed wands at you and it was just like it wasn't Mexican said I was like alright what are y'all doing here and then Bispringer's just sitting there in the back we're, I'm melee and we're still both like wish the motherfucker would <laughs> fire spell we dare you we double dog dare you do it but Kai kind of talked him down Kai threatened the students because we, did we also mention that Kai, after you guys put the students to sleep, you also tied them up and threw them in one of the classrooms? Yes, under desk? secured them with the piston so they couldn't try to crawl away. Yeah. Or they were Yeah. Well, we weren't taking any chances. Yeah, true, true. But yeah, we, we pretty much hit the kids. And yeah, Kai just told him, he was like, look, we got your kids. All right. Y'all better calm the hell down. Go get the headmaster or the leader vampire because we know it's a vampire. Go get them. All right, if you ever want to see these children again. And Abyss Grip tried to help, and he's like, yeah, and we got more people you don't know about, and they will hurt them children if we don't show up. And they're the role is just so low, and they're like, just shut the fuck up. That's the, <laughs> that was the guys with the wands, the school people. So... One of the four teachers was like, "Okay, I'll 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 go get him." So, shit. What was his name? This what you had said whenever you were mentioning him. Oh, the headmaster. Yeah. Shit. What was his name? No, his name is Albus. No, his name was shit. What was his, his name? His name is Albus. Albus, Albus Vadu. A.K.A. Shit. What's his name? No. God damn it. If looks could kill, that would be probably a nat 20. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen nat 20 yet. Just you wait, Drew. I mean, damn it. Just you wait, Nian. <laughs> yeah, and then we're talking to the vampire. and We mention Elza's name, and he's like, oh, her, and pretty much takes us to her. And we're just talking friendly. Well, yeah, because after, like, uh, of course, once the headmaster shows up, he's like, everyone, everyone, calm down. What, What's the problem here? And Kyle was just like, so, uh, you're the one that's been kidnapping women. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess that would, I guess that was bound to come back against, uh, come, come back, uh, on me. So how can we clear this up? I hear you have some of my students. And so, well, he also asked, how did we get in here like that? And. It's like, your son told us. Son snitch. And we use that as leverage, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You did You did kind of throw 
the son's name. And he's just like, oh, you know where my son is, huh? And you have my kids. All right, what can we do? How can we settle this peacefully? And so Kai and the others were like, we're looking for the women from the town, from the village of Arum. And he's just like, okay. I can tell you that only about three of them are here right now. The others have left. Which I still find suspicious. Like, but, I mean, we'll get into that in a second, but I still find that shit hella suspicious. But whatever, bro. Yeah, he says, uh, you know, he takes us to the main girl, Becky. Um, and <laughs> I can't remember her name, bro. <laughs> but he takes us to the main girl and we ask her, like, is everything okay? I think, what, Kai pulled her off to the side. Oh, you're talking about Elza, who was tending to flowers when we got, when the shit, what's his name, took us out there? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, so, took us to Becky, and then we went over there for Frozen. We're going to call it Frozen. There we go. Frozone. There we go. Took us, took it to Frozen, took us to Frozone, um, and Kai pulled off to the side, asked her, is everything okay? What's going on? Is I thought that was Shaw that did that. Was it Shaw? It might have been Shaw. Somebody with charisma. Not Birthbringer, not no. a bitch grip. I mean, he just got told shut the fuck up by their people. <laughs> not ours, but them. So, uh, somebody with charisma. You know, not a bitch bringer. <laughs> and uh, basically, oh, Astrid, everything all right? What's going on? Can you write a, I mean, if you're good and you're cool, do me a favor, here's some parchment paper, write a letter to your dad to let him know everything's all right. You know, if you got any secret notes, write it in here as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she let us know that everything's cool. And we asked her, is there anybody else in the village? Anybody else from your people? And she was like, yeah, you know, there's this person, this person, but this person recently left. She said she mentioned one girl, um, said she recently left. Like, right after she got there or something. Yeah, and the others were, like, those who didn't stay were long gone by the time she got there. It was Shaw, because while that conversation was going on, Kai was talking to shit, what's his name, and and just trying to form an alliance. And in good faith, he's going to be honest. We stole some of your shit. I mean, we didn't, we expected things to go a lot more differently there. So, of course, yeah. we stole their stuff. I mean, but we gave... Most of it back. Well, we rolled in Operation Hoodrat. Then, like, the kids that put us to level 16, the music started playing, flashing lights, and we just evolved from Operation Hoodrat to straight gangster. Yeah, yeah. so, there we go. But no, after we got information, we got the part, got, you know, got the letter and everything from uh, Frozen. We, uh, we also asked about the girl who left, and, you know, we were, said, if you're done, you don't want to stay after a while, you can just go home with your own accord. Well, what what Albus said was that if you if you if you want to stay and learn the, the, his magic teachings from Hogwarts, <laughs> just because his name is Albus and it's a school that teaches magic does not mean it's Hogwarts. Sure, there was a talking hat somewhere. He requests that they stay for approximately eight years. To, to get the full study, whatever. Those who decide to leave are free to leave. 
but no, obviously they have to make that choice before they decide before they stay, before they decide to stay. Shit, we forgot to roll investigation. Look for the kid with glasses and the little thunderbolt scar. <laughs> it's not Hogwarts. I know, I know. That's how it sounds, but it's not Hogwarts. True. Instead of an owl fetching you, it's a fucking vampire. Turn that shit off. <laughs> but we also had a conversation. Kai casually name drops Andreas Soul, and Albus is like, I know that motherfucker. We kind of clue him in on some of the plans that we had discovered, and he, he kind of is like, okay, I guess I got your back if shit comes down. But he also, he can't promise the kids. You know, even though he, you know, he better bring Harry. I mean, we have our own Harry. Shaw. Oh, no. I think you guys forgot about the end of that combat. Which no, is, I remember. It's just, I, I... Like, you said Harry, and my mind didn't go that way, but after you, after I made the correlation, like, yeah, all right. So anyway, after they made peace with uh, Albus and his manner of magic teachings, the party decide to, you know, they make men's, they drop off all the shit they steal, except <laughs> for the seven fucking wands that Shaw, that Shaw took out of the out of the training room. Sounds greedy. All right. He's been to tell that I don't know how many times. I don't know why we expected him to get that shit back. Well, Cumber's a bitch and it bites him in the ass soon. <laughs> that it does. Because um, on the way back, the group... No, we had no encounters on the way to Arm. It was pretty uneventful. Oh, yes, yes. Two, because I forgot you guys did go to Arm first. Yeah, went to Arm, gave the uh, village leader dude... Uh, the letter, Shaw gave him an additional, what, 10 or so platinum. We're investing in this town at this point because we already claimed it as ours. We need to build it. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. So before you guys made peace with Albus, I remember Kyle was talking about, like, dude, this place is fortified as fuck. We need, we need to make this our new base. And then you guys made peace, and then you're just like, well, shit, there goes that plan. <laughs> <laughs> For now. Yeah. For now. But uh, we also made sure that we had a way to get back into the, you know, into Hogwarts, um, you know, just in case. But. Yeah, no, that's right. He did give us the front door entrance, essentially, access. Oh, Brett bring a lot. Learned a new song on pan flute. <laughs> It's our signal! It's our signal to get back into Hogwarts! <laughs> I hate you! <laughs> he thought it was done when shit what's-his-name came up. <laughs> ah. Alright. So, yes, you guys go back to Arum, hand the village leader the note, and invest in the town some more. Yeah, you also let him there know. There was a conversation going on between him, Shaw, and Kai... While Bassbringer had their own conversation. You go on, because we don't know what they were talking about. We had our own thing going. Is that what you were about to say? I mean, a little bit. You know, we were talking about, because I think they brought up the fact that the girls, like, at least one of the girls had a fiancé or something. 
And yes. it was weird that she, the, one of the girls who recently left had a fiance and she never came back to the village. And so, yeah, we were talking about how weird that shit is. We're like, hmm, it's, it's, it's strange. She's got a fiance, people got kids, all kind of stuff, and they ain't gonna come back home. Yeah. It's not fishy to me. And we're like, well, maybe they could have got killed. Nah. Well, that was our conversation. It was like, come on, dude. Dio just got almost beat the fuck up by some dog out there. Those things are t- a bit script knowing fiends, and it was a fiend. He's like, those things are normally solitary. If one's out there, there could be others. And that explains why they never came back, because these are just commoners. I know, but Dia, same kind of deal, kind of pussy, you know, so. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and it was like, well, and then we're going from there, then the two of us, Abyss Script shifts the conversation to, we need, but we still do need to bring one of them with us, and Birthbringer's like, nah, they're fucking useless. It's like, no, no, we need somebody to act as like a... Me- to gather the supplies from Guttles Cove and bring them back and this and that. And Birthbringer wasn't having it. The way Biscrip convinced him was, we do that, then hookers are going to see potential because there's a lot of workers, and then a brothel will open. Then Birthbringer interrupts your guys' conversation that was going on. Yeah, the straight up like, hey, y'all, we need a bitch. Basically say, you know, we want, we want, give me one of your females. She's going to come back to the village with us and come back to Scuttles Cove with us. She's going to act as a liaison. So what was the their conversation while we had that going? Uh, their conversation mainly revolved around um, just investing in, the, investing in the town and whatnot. Um, I think. Kai was interested in the goat. Interesting. Because if you listeners remember, last time they were here, Alawi decided to... Uh, no. Alawi and Birthbringer. <laughs> I say Alawi because Alawi was the one who actually you know, did the blow darting thing. You were just landing out of there observing and keeping watch. I mean, I created the toxin. That's true. All right. So Alawi and Birthbringer decided to poison a, <laughs> decided to poison a goat. And so what happened to this goat was the goat walked off to one end of the field, died, and essentially combusted from the inside out. Combusted into the flames from the inside out. Thus burning the goat and a good portion of the field. Now then, the town leader, I don't think we ever had his name, or I just he's not important, I already forgot. It's been a while, I don't remember his name either. Yeah, he's like, well, I'll find anybody that's willing. I can't guarantee it's a girl. Then we end up staying the night there. The person who decides to come with us is the one, the fiancé of the girl that recently left the school, Jerk It. He's going to be our Leo. It is not Jerk It. It's Jerick. Jerick, Jerk It, same thing. No! It's not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then on the way back, that's when... We noticed something in the slithering in the grass, and then three robo snakes popped out. Was it three? I thought it was four. It was four, but that was when we held action between the cart and the grass. They come slithering forward. Well, Abyss Grip was the only one awake and notices it, kicks Birthbringers, like, 
hey, there's something moving in the grass. He's all pissy about it and just throwing a tantrum, tantrum, waking others up. And this when Dio and Abyss Grip waited in the middle of the pathway and they came up, swung and hit the same one on a reaction. Kai shoots it. And then it gets hit again and it's down before the others actually really fuck us up. That's when Dio is poisoned and stunned. Bistrip was poisoned and confused. It almost killed Dio along with the Robo Snakes. Yeah. And Shaw. This time that Shaw. Go ahead. Shaw had performance issues with his magic again. Like he needs to just get Viagra for magic because shit just don't go right. Well, after this whole thing, Viagra might not work as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean there, there's, Viagra, there's Viagra for that. Sure. Anyway, long story short, Shaw decides, I'm going to cast magic, and my magic worked. But Shaw got the sense of, like, no, what, fuck this. I'm feeling suicidal. So Shaw goes up in melee range of these things and tries to fight it, and is actually doing better than he anticipated. <laughs> Until he decided, no, fuck it, I'm running. And that's when he dropped. Well, he fireballed himself, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did run off, got hit, placed himself where he fireballed two of them because he centered it on himself. Just full all Akbar and boom. This time it wasn't wild magic to love. He did it on purpose. He was trying to kill himself. Like, Shaw was super suicidal. Like, and it came to fruition. Yeah, he, he told, well, he told Kai, he was like, hey, I'm going to do a magic trick. <laughs> and Renda's like, well, he's like, don't heal me, I'm about to do a magic trick. And Renda's like, what? Okay. <laughs> Birdbringer, like, being the class, being the group medic, was like, what? <laughs> uh, no. And so, as soon as Shaw goes down, Birthbringer was like, oh, shit, Shaw. And Kai was like, no, 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 no. He said he was going to do a magic trick. I want to see watch. this. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, Kai's over there kicking him. He's like, hey. Hey, so you're going to do a magic trick. Hey. He's like, I'm going to stab him. I'm like, wait, I grab Kai. I'm like, no, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> and after the combat, Shaw rolls his death saves and fails and then crit fails, which means Shaw is dead dead. Only when that happens, there's a nice burst of light, and from Shaw's remains rises a white dragonborn. Female. A female white dragonborn. And she's like, yeah, hey, y'all, it's Shaw. Like, it's Shala. Yeah, Shala. <laughs> you ever seen uh, You ever seen Overlord? It's like season two with the lizard people. Think of that. All the lizard sex. Oh God! How you didn't say think about that? <laughs> you just said think about the about the albino lizard, and I did. Oh God! And she's so horny too. No, Shala is not horny that I'm aware of. But Shala now has the biggest grin on her face, and is like, "Oh, wait till Naraya sees this." Oh, speaking of dragons and stuff, we actually left the Happy Dragon Shield back at Arm. Oh, yeah, that's right. You found, uh, Shaw finally handed that over. I remember that little bit before Abyss Bringer started their conversation. 
And that's where we was like, okay, we have to end it here to give Reaper more time to come up with the reaction to Shala. And boy, do we have more time. But the, it's just, I, I can imagine that actually playing out. Like, if it, if it was me, like, I, what I probably should have did, which I, I didn't think about at the time, was like, when Shala was like, oh, wait till Narayah sees this. It's like, meanwhile, back at the HQ, HQ Rise over her, well, about to take a drink, about to take a drink of water. Her glass just shatters in her hands. Like something's very fucking wrong. <laughs> like I could imagine, we roll in. What happened to Shaw? Who's the new sh- person? And Kai just like, funny that you ask, Shala. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to explain? Uh, but yeah, so that's how that se- that's how that session went. It was very funny and very not what everyone was expecting. No, I had a headache by the end of it. I was just like, what is going on? I don't understand. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I'm leaving. I remember somebody calling us murder hobos and I mean, we have an army now. Murder hobos don't get armies. You guys really want that, that end game ending, huh? <laughs> of course. Happy Dragon's a symbol and... Curb stomp everything. Who's gonna get to say the line though? Hmm? Who's gonna get to say the line? Who's gonna get to say Happy yeah. Dragon's Assemble? Kai. Because it's been Kai and Aki mostly. Mm-hmm. So far, they got the two alliances. Then Birthbringer has the giants. Aki's got the druids. Kai has the vampire. You have the giants. So. Biscrip and Shaw is going to have to step up their game. Because we're the only ones that don't have an alliance. Interesting. We may no. have to change that. No, I'm not aligning with some damn demon. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be a demon. Or a fiend, whatever. It doesn't have to be a fiend. Devil. It doesn't- I'm going to kill it. <laughs> There's no alliance with them. The Mar- the list is uh, there's a hit list. We just crossed out the vampire because he's an ally, and it's just the Marilyn. And I guess that soul guy, but no, we're not human hominid soul. He can eat a second baby dick. No, 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 no. That our hit list. We just eliminated one of the people we had to kill. Yeah, we think. teamed up with them. I mean, like, can we team up with the Marilyn? No. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> Bitch, drop me. Just going, like, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I guess you're down six on Birthbringer. Here's a tail. <laughs> I don't know if she has huge titties. And Birthbringer wants to fuck No. Like, Bruce Grip's like, yeah, you can fuck them titties after we cut them off her body. <laughs> after, after we cut them off her corpse. Souvenirs! No. Before you get started, let me make that hole for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, again, that was the end of that session. So um, what else did you guys have planned to talk about? Well, we'll try We did a homebrew subclass, so let's get away from classes itself. Let's try our hand at some homebrew magic items, like one-of-a-kind wondrous level. All right. I take it you two have given some thought to this? Well, I've had to create um, 
for my campaign, I have some very finicky people. So I've had to create a few magic items already, as it is. So I'll do a talk about a couple of those, one or two of those that I have that are pretty interesting. Um, damn, I kind of cornered myself into going first, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you both turned over and looked at me, and I was like, damn it. Well, the first one, which is probably, I would say maybe my favorite, except for another thing that's, uh, one of them is more silly. Anyway, the first one I'll talk about is called the uh, Cat Tales of Ashura. It's got a whole history and everything. So I have a character who's a soul monk, a sun soul monk. And uh, her name is Sui. And I'm sorry. <laughs> We'll, we'll get into why I'm sorry later. <laughs> That's the item she got back, so you don't have to be too sorry okay. about that one. <laughs> but, um, I'm character Soul Soul, uh, Mont. Her name's Sui. And, uh, she has an issue with cats. Um, she punches cats. Like, straight up. This is what she does. She punches cats. Like, she told the party this. Uh, she's got kind of like a cat hunter hunting her right now. But we added that into her story on why she punches cats because in her monastery and in her, you know, sun soul people stuff, like they don't, you know, cats are used to sacrifice, they, they sacrifice cats and they use them for like blessings and stuff because in their whole lore, out of all the gods, which is kind of it's based on some Hindu gods, there's a god named Shura who is the sun god and he's very, very hot like his body like not like sexy hot but like hot like temperature <laughs> i'm pretty sure there are some females that find gods like ashura sexy but yeah or guys I well i mean he has a wife and this this whole thing actually comes with the issues is that he has a wife and he's so hot that his body temperature is so hot that she can't sleep next to him so her father and and this is actually in lore this is actually in hindu lore uh, her father shaves some of his hairs off so he's not as warm so she can sleep next to him. And so the weapon that Sui has called the Cat Tails of Ashura, one of the tails is made, supposedly made with the hairs of this god, giving it firepower. Um, so it does fire damage. The last tail does fire damage. Is it a whip? It's a, well, yes, it kind of is a whip. It's a flogger. And this kind of goes into another religious belief or you know, religious thing, um, and I forget the exact term for it. But also Hindu people, they uh, they sell do self flagellation, like they self flog themselves, and there's actually a whole holiday in Hindu uh, in Hindu religion where they do that, where they you know they they flog themselves. And so, for Sui, who's a monk, I took a bean, which is a monk weapon. It's like a it's like a braided. It's like a braided whip. It's all braided together, and it works more like a baton. So basically what it is, is it's an unbraided beam. It has nine tails on it. And the uh, the last tail is made from the actual, like supposedly made from the hairs of the god Ashura. And the other tails are made from actual cattails. Because cattails are flexible and stuff like that. It's like a cattail. Uh, so that's what's called the Cat Tales of Ashura. It does eight damage, um, eight bludgeoning damage, or is it slashing? Whips are bludgeoning damage, right? 
But this isn't exactly a whip. It's more of a flog, which will yeah. tear your skin quite differently. Yeah. I believe it. I, I can't remember exactly which one it is. I'll have to look at it. So it does a D8 slashing damage or just a straight a flat 8? It does, well, it does a D8 slashing damage, and but it also does a plus 2 fire damage. So the idea behind it is, is there's 9 tails on it. So you're going to get hit by, you know, most likely so many of these eight tails. And then the last tail it hits you does automatic fire damage. Interesting. So if you connect, if what you're saying is, if you connect all nine flogs, or you know, if you connect all nine tails of this, you're dealing 98 Damage? Or, no, 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 you know, no, no. 8 D8 damage plus fire damage? No, it does 8 A D8. So, so all together, like 1 D8. So all together, the max damage it'll do is, is uh, 10. It's, it's, essentially, it's easy to fluff. Like one hits, and there's a couple right behind it. So they're not landing, but you're still at least getting 1 to 2 on there. Yeah. So all together, it, does, it can do the max of 10 damage. Um, it's just that you're always getting the 2 damage from the fire. So it's like it's, you're always getting hit with the fire tail, and the other tails do like one damage each. Okay. Because ideally, you know, that's the kind of the idea behind it. Um, so yeah, that's the cat tails of Ashura, and that's the one I, like I said, I have probably the most, you know, I actually did research on Hindu um, and monks and everything like that for this weapon. Oh, but it also has, it also has a bonus effect. It also has a bonus effect. Uh, <laughs> so twice a day, you can use this whip for sw- uh, for self-flogulation or to flog one of your allies, and it heals them that damage instead of doing damage instead of doing it. So it'll heal a D8 plus two. So it'll heal one D8 plus two uh, twice a day to you or an ally if you hit yourself or you hit an ally with it. That's interesting. Yeah, and the reason why I'm sorry is because playing special guest character... I was allowed to have a deck of many things. That character happened to draw the magic item that just disin or the card that disintegrated all magic items. And she was just, I think she was most upset about that whip. But I'm just like trying to put in the points. You could always get that same exact one right back with your next card. Yeah. So with her next card, like she drew something to get a rare, rare or higher magic card, I mean, I gave that one back to her. Because um, that was an item that she like she, she really liked. And like I said, I made it, I made it very special. Um, the next item, though, was an artifact that she lost. <laughs> That's the next thing I created. So I took the bag of tricks and made some stuff different. She wanted a pocket snake. She wanted the snake to be in her pocket. And the whole party was gagging. They're like, you're going to throw it at people. Like, you got a pocket snake. You're just going to throw it at people. And look, if that did happen, because the person behind Sui would definitely throw a snake at somebody just to throw a snake at somebody. Um, she's very weird. I can see that. <laughs> um, I knew, you know, since everybody was joking about it, she was like, I'm not going to throw it at people. Well, I gave her the option, too. So I got a bag of tricks. And this is a artifact kind of bag of tricks. It was a normal bag of tricks, but it was used to seal a guardian naga. Ooh. All right. So instead of a normal stuff that comes in like a gray bag of tricks, which is like the strongest thing, and there's like an elk or you get like a dire wolf, whatever. Her bag of tricks 
actually has snakes. All right, so like you get like you know regular, reg you know these are regular constrictor snakes. There's one that summons a uh, you know you just reach to the bag, you grab something, and you roll a d8 to see what you get. So on a one, she gets like a flying snake, or you know she'll get like like on a three, I think she gets a uh, what is it? Those little horde of snakes. It's like a it's like a swarm of snakes, swarm of little snakes. Yeah. She gets a constrictor snake. Well, all kinds of little tiny regular snakes, but on an eight, on an eight, she summons the guardian naga, and it's actual. That's actually sentient. Well, yeah, guardian nagas are intelligent as fuck. Yeah. Uh, if if y'all don't remember what a guardian, uh, if you all don't remember when the party went through the caves and met the Yuanti people, which are the snake people, the being that judged them whether the, if they were going to receive the Yuanti help or not was a guardian naga. Oh. Oh. And those things are huge. Yeah, they're, they're huge. Um, it's, it's really funny because the first time she ever used it, it was actually two of the characters were fighting. Um, my paladin and my bard got into an argument and they were actually like started to fight. And so she threw a snake out there and that's actually the first thing she threw. <laughs> and I forget the name of the spell, oh, Gios. It, she had it cast Gios on the paladin. Which makes it so he can't. It's like super horrible command. It's like there's one thing that he can't do, and if he does do that one thing, or she, there's one thing she can't do, and if she does do that one thing, she takes five d ten psychic damage. Um. So and it lasts for thirty days. <laughs> so yeah, it, that that was another magic item I created. It's like I said, I just took a bag of tricks and got all the stakes I could find. And like I said, at number eight, it's a Guardian Naga because it was the bag of tricks was used to seal the Guardian Naga in. And then my last magical item that I have is, uh, <laughs> it's a gem, it's a soul gem that has the soul of one of the first leaders back in the day of, uh, what is it called, Eberron. Her name is Annabelise de Jurasco, and she's part of the Jurasco family. She was a really, really strong cleric back in her day. And seven hags came together and sealed her into this gem. And so now, well, like, since the gem has been put into one of my character's sword, it had to be like a very important item to them. So once it, once it got sealed into one of my character's swords, like every time she unsheaths it, Annabelise comes out, and I have this, it's horrible because Annabelise is like, she's a stuck up prissy bitch. So every time she comes out, I play this laugh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, every time Annabelise, every time she draws her, draws her short sword, that laugh plays. <laughs> And I mean, it, it has beneficial effects. I mean, Annabelise is very intelligent, but like, it, Annabelise is the ace mirror. So when her sword is drawn, uh, or when Jack, the name of the character, when he draws the sword, it's almost like he appears like an ace mirror. It kind of gives him that appearance, gives him that appearance of an ace mirror. Like people have to pass a perception check in order to not tell that he's not an ace mirror. Because uh, this is a world where everybody's, you know, he, Jack's a human, but it's, the world is ran by ace mirrors and tieflings. So that can kind of that kind of helps Jack out, gives Jack the appearance of a of an Ace of Mirror. It also heals 
one or also gives one temporary hit point per round or per round and um it also has a, it's also has a plus one magical effect. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. Very nice. You came up with more than I intentionally expected. Yeah, me too. I barely came up with one. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. No, well, no. <laughs> we just decided to hit a subject that you had already spent some time on. Yeah. yeah apparently. So, Nian, did you want to go next or do you want me to go next? You could go next. Okay. So, the item that I came up with is actually a grimoire, which, if you don't know, is a large book of spells. Unfortunately, this grimoire belonged to the devil Malekith. And Malekith has placed a curse on this grimoire that every time you cast one of its spells, which they're pretty, they're pretty bomb-ass spells if you actually look at it, it takes a portion of your soul. So like whenever you decide you want to use it, you have to roll to see the percentage of your soul that it takes. And like on you know, a percentile die. So realistically, you can use this book as much as you want. But if your soul but if if you max out on having your soul absorbed, your soul is absorbed into the book and your character is just dead. So if you get a lucky roll of one hundred straight up, you're done. <laughs> yeah. That's the chance. Just hope that spell does what it needed to. Well, I mean, obviously, if you die, the spell fails. <laughs> I, well, I don't know, because it, that'd be kind of be unfair, because you use that, and then you cast it. Well, I mean, because you get, like, you got to think of it like you're using your soul as the spell components. I, I think it would be a little bit more fair, because, like, what he said, you roll that 100 off the bat. Okay. You lost your character and nothing happened. That really sucks. No, I mean, okay, I guess it would depend on the spell. Or like, because, like, if you cast, like, a ninth level fireball out of it, and you roll 100, sure, the fireball goes off, but no, the, um, you, you're, you're, your soul, so... Yeah, it, it depends on... It, it depends on the... Or, instead of just straight death, you go supernatural. Um, I'm trying to think. There's probably a list of characters, but, but the biggest one, Sam, he was locked in the cage with Lucifer and Michael, and they were able to get his body out, but not his soul. So he was a completely different person. Like, he was just a complete asshole. He was alive, but he wasn't exactly alive in a sense of a normal person. He had no empathy. He just didn't care. That is interesting, but I still like the instant. I still like the death. <laughs> it's over, man. Because like, because you get you got to think you no. Know, because if that's the case, then you can still find some way to be revived. Like, like because your soul is gone, the only way that you would be able to come back is possibly through a ring, through reincarnation spell. That or a wish spell. Yes, that or a wish, reincarnation or wish. But so, like, and then not only that, but your soul is forever entombed inside this grimoire. Mm. But, I mean, like, if you, like, like, the spells I have kind of set in the book are, like, badass spells. Like, ninth level fireball, fucking ninth level firestorm, 
Uh, I, you can it, go fuck yourself with that firestorm. It's a bunch of like you, gotta, it's, you can essentially think it's a lot of ninth level spells, and a lot of ninth level spells are really good. So it's really tempting to use it, but again, you got to pay that price with your soul. And of course, I was like, if say you only use it once a month, then it's no problem. Your soul will eventually kind of recuperate eventually. Like if you believe in that, like your soul will heal. Hmm. But like again, if you roll them a hundred, so it's a white girl medicine that could cure yourself with from it, essential oils and the stones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like if you again, if you only use it like once a month, then you're fine. Your soul will heal. But if you kind of use it like on a daily basis, you're probably gonna end up killing yourself. You know, luck will run out eventually. Could be even on the first try. <laughs> you never know. You gotta take that risk. When you want you want these badass spells, you gotta take that risk. So uh, yeah, that's my item that I came up with like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes ago. Okay. Well, well. Yeah. Well, mine is more of a cursed sword. It's a silvered great sword. Does your normal two d six damage. It has the silvered property, so it's considered magical. And then whenever you draw the blade, you have to make a DC 15 wisdom save. If you, if you make the save, it does an additional D6 radiant damage. And if you fail the save, you are your sword arm hungers. <laughs> <laughs> and it does an additional D6. So the name of the item would be the Blade of Zazgir, which is the demon inside of Abyss Grip. The story behind this is, and also part of the curse part, when you fail the save, you essentially are confused. You will run up to the nearest thing, attack it, because you thirst for blood. You want to kill something, you don't care what. And the lore so, behind the sword is pretty much... Abyss Grip's getting an old age. He knows that his time is almost up. He needs to do something with this essentially curse that he placed upon himself. Did the whole incantation, sealed both Jebedel and Zazgir in the sword. So whenever whoever picks it up and attunes to it, they just feel searing pain in both arms. They have the same tattoos Abyss Grip did. Then every time they draw the sword, they have to fight that temptation to just kill whatever. Interesting, nice. So now my my next question of that is, what would compel someone who failed to put that sword away? If they failed, sword on hungers. Like, it's essentially until there's nothing around them or they're subdued. Because they can't really, they've given in to this powerful demon that just wants to kill everything. Okay, so like, the, there has to be no one around them within within earshot, essentially. Eyeshot. Yeah, and like, there's no visible people around them. And then that that at that point in time, they will just immediately calm down and put the sword away? Essentially, yeah. Interesting. And then the damage is based off the two types of rites that he uses. So it's a little bit of the Blood Hunter when it comes to the right damage included the bonus so it's not just a straight silver great sword 
it gets a little extra damage based off of if you fail or if you succeed your saves. But you still get that extra D6, which is actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, like, look at how much damage I was doing to Dia with, um, without my rights. I was doing max on the dies, plus my strength mod, and there's a couple times where I didn't roll. No way, I was doing right damage too, so yeah. I was dealing almost 30 damage to him, and that's with me being one or two off. Then, like, granted, I had great weapon master where, oh, I rolled a one. To have, it's a two-handed weapon, so I'll re-roll that. Oh, look, a six. Sorry, Dio. Yeah, yeah. But no, that, that's actually pretty interesting, and that's something I might have to implement into one of my games, into my co into my coworker game. Okay, because I was going to say, no, that means I die. <laughs> <laughs> eh, I'll change the lore behind it a bit. Well, no, I thought when you said into my game, at first I thought it was this one. I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, I can implement it into this game. <laughs> I just hope you have a backup character ready. <laughs> I'm working on my class, playtesting it right now. Found a very big flaw that I'm like, okay, this needs to be changed. The minus four of adding up is like, I have a belt of stone giant strength. Or no, Goliath strength. Character's a Goliath. He isn't going to wear a stone giant belt. Fuck that. It's a Goliath strength belt. So I have a plus 10 to hit. I parried, went for two parries. I'm at level eight with the plus two to hit. I'm like, this. It works in Pathfinder, like the adding the negative 40 everything because at level eight same exact level in pathfinder i was at a plus 17 plus 13 to hit since so they don't do proficiency bonuses you have your base attack bonus plus your modifier either strength for melee and dex for range and then a couple of other little things that boosted it and it was like i could take a minus eight and still be well off because it's still a plus nine to hit. Yeah. Versus a plus two. So I decided to take the 5e route, just take your proficient there your chance to hit, just half it. That way at low levels you're not extremely punished. And at high levels you're still not as punished because you're fighting higher CRs and you will start losing chances to hit. Roll high. But all right, uh, I think that's going to be it for us today. Thank you again for listening. This is Reaper. This is Nian. This is Bone Crusher. And keep on playing D&D, everybody. Peace.